Greetings and welcome back to Mental Snacks with Claiborne Jackson. Being that this month, uh, the month of June, is Father's Day and Men's Health Month, I figured I would do a whole series dedicated to my brothers, some of the cats that have been truly uh, instrumental in my growth as a father and in health. Sometimes, damn, they're killing me, but also in health. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wanted to kind of salute all my brothers and, and give them their moments to talk about fatherhood and fitness. And I'm sitting here today. With my brother, man, you talk about you talk about a reliable cat, a dude that's always there and you call. I mean, and his moving services is is man, his moving services is the bomb. If you ever need to move quickly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let this man right here. Sure, man. Usually we end up doing it over the phone, but today he's sitting here live with me, man. It's my brother Chuck Taylor in the building, man. What's cracking? What's man. good? Welcome to the spot, man. It's good to be in the pad, surrounded by all this Raider black and gray over here. <laughs> I had to come over here oh, prepared. Yeah. Hey, you know, you pulled up with that Charger jersey. I didn't know where this day was going. I was I was coming. I was ready. I was game ready. It was official. <laughs> ah, this dude right here. Like, Lord, help us all, man. But uh, nah, man. Shoot, man. For real, bro. I appreciate you, man. All the way from the, the rapid move to the... To the nine counting and keeping counting the gym, we trying to work out on some, some sets at the Apollo. Just this, the whole nine and constantly picking your brain on this fatherhood path, man. Most of uh, So, and, and happy Father's Day in advance, too, oh, brother. Right back at you. You, you know, know what, what it said. is. Shoot, man. So, on that level and on that tone of Father's Day, for you, what does Father's Day mean to you? Man, looking back, you know, you got to take a look at your kids and take a look where they at in their life and where you is and what's going on, you know, times have changed. And I just kind of reflect back to the day they came into this world and man, it put something on you because at that time you was young, you know, I got older kids, 22, 24 and 16 and they all different and they all had their moments. But I always reflect back to that time when they first made laid eyes on me and I laid eyes on them because you don't really get, a second chance is fatherhood. You got to do it right the first time. Man, say that, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't never lie. It ain't no handbook. You know, you, you, you kind of got the tools and the knowledge that was passed down to you from your folks, but you got to run your own game. And as they grow up and you see them turn into the little men, little women, hit that teenage years, and then they slide into, you know, adulthood, you know, you got to kind of look back and reflect and go, damn, I did it right. That or point. you could be in a situation where you're like, well, damn. I should have did this or did that. But at at the end of the day, you know, it's all love. They still with you and you're doing your part and they grown and they're doing theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's, that's the real, because the most you can do is set the foundation. You know what I mean? Me and Mike were talking the other day about that. If you set the foundation, how much responsibility do you have when they turn into an adult? If they completely just deviate from everything that you taught them and then go down the path and you're just like that's that had nothing to do like at what point do you sit back and say damn let life show you then man life lessons is real i tell my kids all the time you got a toolbox i'm giving you the tools you got to be the one that's gonna break them tools out and use them that you part. know and if you got the tools and you got a good head on your shoulders and you didn't kind of seen things from both sides you can understand that you know you got to do things as best for you that's gonna work in your best interest pops and moms showed you you know the script but you got to run your own your own flick. You know what I mean? You got to run your own role. You got to play. You got to play what's best for you. And I think some kids, man, they they, they go through it young. You know what I mean? They, right. they, they hit some some hard knocks early where they don't bounce back. But if you got a good father, 
a strong man in your corner, he going to make sure that you rebound off that. He ain't going to let you s- sit on the corner and just keep your head in, in your lap and not figure out what the hell's going on and not shake it off. Yeah, and I think that's where they get so irritated with us as the father because they feel like we're always lecturing, we're always banging on them, we're always on them about something. And I'm trying to tell them, look, we're only on you tough because we see what you can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know the potential that's there. That's right. But we're not going to just, if we didn't care, bro, we wouldn't say nothing. Uh-huh. If we could care less and didn't have no love and didn't love you for who you were, we would be like, oh, well, you know what? Throw them to the wayside. That's right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if I see you taking the short route, just because I know you don't want to do the work, but you know how to do the work, <laughs> then yeah, I'm going to be on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be on you, bro. That's the expectation. I mean, I don't think. Too many of us in our, our age category, you know, mid-40s, late-40s, about to hit 50. You know, some of us already there. But I don't think we grew up with that, not having that tough love. You know what yeah. I mean? We didn't we didn't grow up in an area where you could go stay outside all day and play in the streets and come back and didn't have to do your homework. Man. Or you didn't wake up the next day and have no responsibilities. No, you got to handle your business. And well, if you, you couldn't get out the house right. unless your stuff was done. Right. You know what I mean? You had to get cleared to get passes to go outside. That was TSA before TSA. <laughs> <laughs> it was, bro. It was. It was checking you. It was. <laughs> you try to sneak out when your parent was on the phone. They'd be like, hold on real quick. Hold on. This, this fool trying to go somewhere. Hold on mm-hmm. real quick. And they come walk through the whole thing. That's not right. That's not right. Mm-hmm. That's not right. And for my case, it'd be my mama getting back on the phone. Girl, no, he's not. No, he's not going anywhere. Anyway, you tell me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, damn, like, damn. <laughs> like, I'm back. I'm out the window at this point. I'm in the screen. I ain't coming yet, man. I, I can't come yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get back at you. You know what I mean? I got to hang something up. I don't know. I just can't come out yet. You right. know, but I think that's what they miss and they didn't understand because mom used to always tell me, I'm going to lay down the foundation for you. Mm-hmm. At any point you want to jump off this foundation and build your own, knock yourself out. She's like, but I think I've built a pretty solid foundation for you All to keep right. building off of. Well, as soon as I thought I was bad enough to jump off, I jumped off. As soon as I jumped off, I jumped into the courtroom. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's like, I was like, let me jump back on because the one I'm building is not working, bro. Right. Like, Shoot. So I think that's what it is now, trying to just get these cats to understand, look, man, we're not trying to kill you with information and constantly be on you, but we've walked this walk. Yeah. You know, so all you got to do is continue to follow where we've been pointing you. Right. And you should be pretty solid. And you know, what's crazy is like, I think as kids get older and, and you know, what, what was the word that was thrown our way back in the day? Oh, you grown now. Yeah. Right. As yeah. They, they get older and they start growing into, you know, who they is, little men, and little women. Um, they kind of think, they got all the knowledge or they seen everything and they know pops. You told me a thousand times, like my youngest, he always hit me, dad, I know, I know. I said, well, if you knew, why are we having this conversation right now? That like, part, you dude. know, maybe my voice is a reminder to let you know, I remember because you told me you knew, but the point of the conversation right now is you forgot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you yep. forgot. That's why I'm telling you what it is and how it's going. So, you know, Every now and then, we, we take a step back and we try to give them that space and let them operate. But when they start slipping, we got to be there to that you know, part, man. hit them on the back of the head and tap them two times exactly, and say, wake dude. your ass up. Exactly. And I was trying to be you get tired of hearing my mouth, but I'm telling you the same thing over and over. So stop doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's trust and believe. After being on the phone all day at work, explaining things to people and getting paid to be patient. Once I'm off the clock, you know what I'm saying? My patience is short. No, my kids, so, no. I got zero tolerance for ignorance or for people that's coming at me <laughs> sideways. You know, I look like I'm calm and I'm looking like a 
collected. But that see, that's that military bearing that they call it, right? I gotta restrain sometimes, but you know, I ain't got that uniform. I'm retired. Yeah, that part. So you know, I go to zero sixty real quick, and I'll let you know. Hey, it's not gonna go the way you want it to go. <laughs> right. I promise you. They don't. And they don't get it, man. <laughs> they don't get it. So now, before before having children, brother, what was your mindset on having children before Ooh. having them? Ooh, man. Wow. You know, we go back to my firstborn was born in 98. I got married in 95. So I'm pushing almost three decades in the game. Yeah. But before my, my first one rolled out, um, I didn't see myself having a kid until I was like 28. Okay. You know, that was that. I didn't see myself getting married until I was 28. You know, I got married young. Um, but I, I always thought being an only child growing up, you know, in Dago, you know, until my, my sister was born when I was 15, that um, life was easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just me, moms, and pops, and, you know, I'm getting and doing what I want to do and didn't have to worry about nobody else. So fatherhood wasn't something that I saw in my, you know, future right. years to come. But uh, before my first one dropped, man, I I think I was looking at it like this. I got to do a better job than how I was raised. You know okay. what I mean? That would be the, the footprint. I would have to do a better job. Um and and have a closer relationship with whatever with my child, you know what I mean? And right. um, I think I did that. Um, but as time went on and you know he got older, my duties and my job kind of pulled me away from the family because I was always on the move, on the go, deploying, um, you know, uh, working extra long hours and stuff like that. So um, if I could run it back, man, I think I would have changed a couple things, you know, um, because. You only get that one opportunity, but looking back at it, you kind of say to yourself, damn, I could have did this or I could have did that. Right. A little bit different. Right. You know what I mean? Heck no, nah, man. Nah, I, I totally feel you, brother. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I never, man, I never wanted to have a child. That was my mm-hmm. whole, I was like, man, because I always looked at how crazy the world was. Right. Especially during that stretch of my 20s and all that. I was like, why would I want to bring somebody into this madness? Cause I was still here dealing with so much chaos, you know right. what I'm saying? So I was like, why would I want to do this to anybody? You know, right. so me having a kid was always the furthest thing from my mind. Right. And then once it happened, I was like, well, dang, you know what I'm saying? Gotta like, adapt. You, gotta- you know, <laughs> it kept me alive basically. You know, because mm. I had to slow down. Right. You know, so it was like that forced moment, man. Now, what was your reaction, or how did you feel when you first found out that you had one on the way? Shoot, I was kind of excited. Um, because we to be honest, at that time we was kind of trying to have one. Okay. And so, uh, as things were going on, you know, things happened for a reason, and we we was we was on, on on the track to have one, and things didn't go right the first time, and so we was anticipating, you know, making making something, uh, you know, happen. Okay. And, uh, so it was a little excitement. My I know my my wife was she she wanted to push five. And I told her, I said, hey, I play football. I ain't a basketball player. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, if, if we're going to have a, a squad, we're going to have one that's going to play three on three. We ain't going <laughs> to. You know what I mean? That's the line right there. We only going to have three. You know, and if they need five, me and you going to be out there on the court with them. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's like, you know? no. So the uh, the funny thing is, the crazy story, my son, my wife was on the plan. And when she was getting uh, her appointments during the pregnancy, she was coming home with these tapes, these VHS tapes, and popping them into the TV screen to show me the ultrasound, right? And so um, about in the fourth month, she came home one day, and she looked mad. So I thought something was wrong, you know, after the doctor's visit. She went straight to the TV, mobbed up there, and slapped the tape in and started to press play. And she says, look. And I'm like, what am I looking at? You see that? 
what? What was you talking about? She go, you see them two little circles? Now, mind you, prior to this, the doctor was feeding us info that it was going to be a girl. Because okay. we wanted to know it was going to be a healthy baby. Right. We wanted to know the sex. And so she slide and show these two little circles. She said, it's a boy. Now, <laughs> you want to talk about a brother having a moment. I was like, a boy? <laughs> so I thought we was having a girl. Like, all right, let's run that. <laughs> <laughs> so See, it was bro, genuine I, excitement. Okay, yeah, oh, I'm not even married. I can only imagine if you're expecting one, and now you're, cause everybody. It's always that thing, you know. Everybody wants that son, that son. As a yeah. man, you want the son, right? But then right. I've ran into a lot of females who are like, "No, I so much rather have a boy." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want a girl. I don't want a little girl. I don't want nobody being like me. Mm-hmm. I don't want the attitude, the whole bit. Sons love their mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it was like that shoot. relationship is different. Yeah, yeah. but I, I could, I could have never seen myself wanting to have a daughter. She probably would have been one spoiled little bougie something of another that mm-hmm. people probably didn't like. You know what I'm saying? But having a son, I was like, thank God, thank God. It's a different, <laughs> you know, it's a different mindset. I mean, I got two boys and a girl, so. My girl's in the middle, and she, she, you know, they say your firstborn daughter is going to be, like, the second coming of you. And we got so many similarities. You know, we headstrong. She's a, a thinker. She likes to, you know, work outside her comfort zone and do do extra stuff, you know. Where my boys is laid back, chill. Life lessons they learn, you know. They's like, well, we, gonna, we just going to breeze through and get it done. She be working 10, 12 hours a day. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, so you know, like we was chopping up a minute ago, um, it's a difference between you know raising a daughter and a, and a son. And for the most part, my daughter, you know, she uh, she she's strong minded, man. She doing her thing. You know, a couple months she's gonna be graduating from college, um, walking down that stage. You know, four years of hard work. My boys, you know, they doing their thing. Son about to start his sophomore year of high school. Summer vacation just hit, so. You know, it's all about hard work and dedication on their end. But at the end of the day, as a parent, you look back and you appreciate the life lessons you provide them and let them uh, eat the fruits of their own labor. I mean, 100, brother. Now, it's funny because you bring up life lessons. And that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Out of all the things that you've learned in life, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned that you hope that your children learn from you that they don't repeat? Lesson one, um, when you... When you come up on something, you think it's a challenge or an obstacle. Don't look at, don't look at it as an obstacle or a challenge. Look at it as an opportunity. You know, take advantage of the opportunity. You know, be committed to winning and never settle for losing. One hundred, brother. You can't get any clearer than that. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> can't get any clearer than that. I think that's the hardest part is for the biggest mistakes that we've made or the biggest obstacles that we run into is trying to keep our kids from running into that same thing. With the, you know what I'm saying But they want to do it It's like No matter how much You try and push it from them it's, it's, They just kind of Pull towards it Right And it's just like The biggest lesson Is like look That's the biggest thing I'm trying to show you Where I made a mistake You know what I'm saying Instead of you wanting To just take the words You want life to show you Exactly what I'm trying To keep you from seeing mm-hmm. You know what I mean So now I feel you On that one my brother Now I know You are somewhat decent On the grill You know what I mean Grill game is immaculate. What you talking about? I mean, I mean that's that's your opinion, but I hear what you're saying though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear what you're saying though. I, I, I hear that. I hear you, brother. But you know, so I figure I don't know if you're gonna get on the grill for Father's Day or not. But out of everything that you grill, what is your kid's favorite thing that you throw on the grill? Oh, rib tips. I put some rib tips on, and they be looking at me like it's still cooking. I'm like, yeah, you ain't eating until it's done. <laughs> 
Calm your ass down. Let me get the smoke right. Let me get the heat right. Let me get it all good and let it smoke up and get it on this aluminum pan. And when I bring it in and sauce it, it's, it's all game free. It's yours. Now, now, here's a question for you. But have your kids ever rated your food? Like actually sat down with a scorecard and you know rated what? You know what? I wish I could have them call in right now because my son, he on this belief tip that he don't want to eat nobody else's food. Like when we go to another spot, I told him it's rule number one. If I can make it better at the crib, we ain't paying for it outside. <laughs> and so he'll look at food and be like, Pops, that you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad at you, brother. I'm not mad at you for that one, man. It's okay. So we're going to shift a little bit just because it's Men's Health Month. Okay. And I know that we've all been uh, trying to stay alive as long as we can now for these damn kids. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So for your own mental health state, what do you do to stay mentally grounded? Whoo, man. I take take advantage of the time I got available to me, you know. After I retired from the Navy, I had six years to sit back and basically enjoy the fruits of my labor and not working, not grinding. We spent a lot of time in the gym, you know, being outside, not locked down in the house, um, just taking advantage of things that, you know, you enjoy doing. And for me right now, that's being able to get up early in the morning, go to work. I got a nice little hustle right now. I get off work. I come home and take naps. And I'm going to say that with an N to the A to the P to the S. I ain't afraid to say it. And I'm going to say it again. I come home and take a nap after I get off the clock. And the cool thing about that is I look at my kids and they're like, what you want to do? I said, I'm good right here. What you want to do? You know, the time that we got available to ourselves is probably the best thing you can give back to yourself to do whatever the hell you want to do. That part, man. I never thought growing up that I would appreciate a nap. For real. You know what I mean? And now, bruh, now, dude, I was like, I can't function if I can't. Even when I'm at work, working at home this whole time with this pandemic has been beautiful. Because if it's my 15-minute break, if it's my lunch, whatever it might be, somewhere in there is a nap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I log on, go right there in that room, close the door, set this mug for 20, 25 minutes, take a nap, then come back out. Right. And then still sneak a nap in when work is over. You know what I'm saying? If I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the best thing you can give yourself is rest and recovery so you can bounce back stronger the next day. And, I mean, if you waking up and you ain't got your energy right, if your head ain't on right and you're dealing with yesterday's business, guess what? You're going to fuck up today's. You heard what I in said. In a nutshell. Yes. In a nutshell, bro. Yes. Because they now on the physical side, because I know when all the gyms and everything shut down, but you had like a whole damn garage gym thing cracking you was trying to charge a membership at one point i thought bro i was trying to get people to slide through as long as they had a mask you know what i mean bring your own towel bring your water and a mask and you was good um yeah so what i did is i I, I got me a little um elliptical bike put that in the the garage i already had the weight set off you know i didn't have as many uh dumbbells as you got stacked in this living room right now but you know know, (laughs) that's compliments to walmart boy i tell you (laughs) (laughs) Working in the right place at the right time, homie. right? You know, so for me, that that was probably one of the strangest things is when the pandemic popped. It wasn't no place to go but stay in the house. So in order to keep your mental right and keep your strength right, you know, you had to open that garage door and slide in there for a few minutes. And Man. you know, we didn't know what we was getting into. We didn't know what the world no, was we becoming. Didn't. We had no idea. But I did know one thing. I had to go back in that house and you know provide for the fam and. Make some dinner and, you know, keep keep things pushing and going in the right direction. So, you know, mentally, physically strong every day, man. You got to keep it going the right direction. Man, word to that, brother. I ain't even mad, man. So before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you three more joints, bro. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> 
Alright brother So Out of these movies Which movie do you relate To the most It could be when you were younger It could be now Because I know Some of these movies Have changed My views changed a little bit As I got older Okay But Between Minister Society Ooh. Boys in the Hood Juice Paid in full In the color purple Okay, well, we just going to go ahead and throw the color purple <laughs> right out the door real quick. Ain't no Whoopi in me. Ain't no Oprah in me. No. Nah. You know what I mean? We're going to slide that outside real quick. Oh, uh, man. It's it's crazy you asked me that because I didn't know this until about two weeks ago. I thought I was going to have one of them life lesson moments with my youngest. And so we got T-Mobile, right? So we got that ultra T-Mobile 4K, whatever, you know, streaming. This boy done watched Menace Society all by himself. I'm on Netflix one day about to search, and I looked, and they come up on the preview. And I said, I looked at him. I said, man, I think you about ready to watch Menace. And he was like, Pops, I already saw it. And I looked at him. <laughs> I was like, you watched that shit without me? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was raw. I can't believe it went down like that. And I was like, okay, check it. Have you watched Boys in the Hood? He says, no. I said, bet. And we watched it that next day. Okay. So for me... The movie that hits with life lessons the hardest has to be and always will be Boys in the Hood because it was so much packed into that movie at the time that I think when we saw it, when it debuted, we missed some of the damn, as they call it, Easter eggs up in there that they was talking about. Right. Gentrification, right. you know, going across the line with, you know, the police brutality. You know, we was it was popping then, but we didn't really experience it a whole lot on our end. You right. know what I mean? But looking back in the last few years, everything that's went down across the country it comes full circle you know what i mean and our kids actually witnessed that part and still dealing with it you know oh, yeah. we chopped it up on that a few times so um boys in the hood man i mean you got to give lawrence fishburne his credit give him his flowers that man's been in the game for a hot minute and everything that he's touched pretty much stands the test of time especially that movie right there it did right i think it's funny dude because years later i'm finding myself bro trying to eat a plate of food you know what I'm saying? And my son asking me some nonsense that I could do for him. And I'm like, you see, I'm trying to eat. You know what I mean? This right. is like that same moment of like, bro, you see, I'm trying to eat right now. You or, know? Or that part where, you know, hey, Pops, hey, he hit me up all the time. Hey, hey tighten up my fade. I need, I need, give me a cut real quick. And we'll sit down. I'll chop his head, you know, and we'll be talking about things that's going on in life. Um, you know, we ain't had that, that deep conversation about relationships yet, you know, but I know it's coming, you know, mm -hmm. and... And those subjects are always on the table anytime and you know they want to speak on all they gotta say is dad, what's happening? And I'm gonna lay it down. You know, I'm gonna come at him with the Lawrence Fishburne deep voice and tell him, Boy, you strapped up. Hey, that part. That part. As long as my son understands, I will shoot through the front door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So come here if you want to. Bad, right. brother. Okay, okay. Now it can be anything, man, from from water to alcohol. The favorite drink for you on the end of the day, at the end of each day, will be your favorite drink. Man, Ooh. see, nah, nah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it ain't. And I just bought a jug that got time on it from the morning to the end of the night. And I got a 64 ounce jug of water that you know, one of little giant sippy cups, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call them, right? Little walk around bottles. So I'm trying to get hydrated and stay elevated with that. But for some strange reason, man, nothing hits me harder than that orange rain dream sickle. Now you're looking at me like you know what the yeah, hell I'm talking I'm, about. I'm lost, brother. But you know what it is because you've seen it. You just walk past it. 
It's that 7-Eleven rain energy drink, that dream, orange dream sickle, and that thing is fire. I know what you're talking See, about. now you know yeah, what I'm talking now about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I thought, okay, I didn't know where we were going with it, but okay. now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I had to I, check I, you. Know, I think we had one. I, you gave me one, I believe. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one when we went to the damn the, spot. Yeah. Jim drank like seven of them. That yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> that day. That day, bro. That day. Well, good Lord. I was just talking about Jim drinking all those joints, man. Bruh. That's what we should have called, homie. That man. fool. But that day, I thought he was going to die. Right. I, I didn't know what was happening with him with all those crazy drinks, man. Trying to stop him, man. But, you know, it's hard to tell a brother no when he want to do what he want to do. Right. No, the, one, the last one he drank, I think, was a red line. We didn't even know he had drank the whole thing until he started talking about he was feeling funny. I look back at that day, man, and just laugh because, you know, all the things that happened after that. Good Lord. Yeah. You yeah. Know. It's always comedy show when he showed up, bro. <laughs> that part, bro. Now, I'm going to end it with you on this one, man. I stole this from Nori and his dudes on Drink Champs, but it's always interesting to find out from folks what they think. Mm-hmm. Loyalty or respect? All day. Which one? See, they go hand in hand, but I'm going to tell you like this. If you get respect, people going to choose to hold that respect, and that line is going to be loyalty at the end of the day. So if I had to choose one, I'm going to choose loyalty. Because if I can't trust you, I can't respect you. And if I can't respect you, I definitely ain't going to be loyal to you. Man. Okay. Okay. So I guess that I'm following you, but at the same time, you're a Charger fan. So I understand the loyalty, but they disrespectful as hell to you, though, bro. Right. Well, you know, you know what I'm I, didn't, so, I, I, mean, I didn't think we was going to go down this avenue, no, but we, I came we're prepared. Not, we're not going to go down the avenue, bro. I got that the jersey in the car. <laughs> I go get it right now. I'm surrounded by three Raider fans. <laughs> you already know. So I mean, if we want to talk about loyalty, let's 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 let's, let's keep it one thou wow and say this: There's only one organization in the National Football League that has been disrespectful to the cities that they were in and moved three times. But I find it interesting that some fans are still loyal to the team. Speaking speaking on myself, <laughs> speaking on myself, speaking on myself, I know at the end of the day, there's people that's going to fall off the bandwagon. And it's interesting that you bring this up because I know some people right now, they contemplating how they're going to feel if Cap signed with the Raiders. So my question to you three Raider fans is, how do y'all feel about that? And will you still rock with him? Because I know a lot of Raider Nation going to fall off if he do sign with him. Bruh, I bring him to the table, man. Okay. Bring him to the okay. table, man. Bring okay. him to the table. Because that you know dark I mean? hole going to get a lot bigger. Because I know people that I work with, there's diehard, loyal fans, walking around with coffee mumps on the job all day, hey, speaking man. at Raider Nation. And we had these conversations. And he, I asked him, I said, do you think the difference between him being on the squad now versus prior when he could have played six years ago, you feel the same way? And he's like, man. I feel disrespected by what he did. And I'm like, okay, that's your opinion. I understand. But as a fan, are you going to be loyal to the team? Or are you going to be feeling disrespected by the man that's coming to the team? And mm-hmm. the conversation is they're going to feel a little disrespected that the organization is going to sign them to the team. <laughs> we gonna we gonna we gonna scan. I had to set the table. I had to set the table for 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 another conversation. We gonna we gonna bring yeah, we gonna bring that needs to be discussed. Yeah. What we're going to do, though, we're going to wrap up on this one right here for the Father's Day in Men's Health with Chuck Taylor, man. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, likewise, you know my saying? brother. All the, all the times when I give you those phone calls, 
uh, almost panicking on what to do with this boy. Hey, 24-7, my line is open, bro. You know, I already you, know. And next time I get married, dude, hopefully I won't need your moving services like I did last time. But uh, if I do, hey, you, you know what I'm know saying? What Quick, fast, and a hurry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get that U-Haul and we be out. <laughs> man, man, I appreciate you, though, bro. Happy oh. Father's Day in advance, man. Love you, fam. Much and, uh, love, fam. This has right been another uh, episode of Mental Snacks with Claiborne Jackson, man. Uh, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. Stay positive, y'all. Peace.